Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news. With us today, happy to have him back again. He may be the superstar CEO of the of the of the CSC this year, Johnson Joseph. Uh, Peak FinTech Group trades on the CSC on the SOC symbol PKK. And for our friends in the US, under PKKFF on the OTCQX. But even that might change uh, sometime in 2021. For those of you new to the story, it's going to be a lot of you because Peak keeps, pick, keeps picking up more and more interest, more and more investors in the market. Let's describe it this way. How do you connect over 100 million small businesses in China who need access to credit with over 10,000 banks and lending institutions, uh, all of which have their own lending criteria and their own segmented markets and so on and so forth? Well, Peak's, uh, Peak FinTech's lending hub uses artificial intelligence and analytics to automate the entire process. Uh, so this AI-powered platform is making the Chinese commercial lending system more efficient uh, for both small business and lenders. And look, if that sounds like lip service, because uh, a lot of small cap companies will say but won't do, you got to know this. First of all, for the first half of the year, the company reported $11.2 million in revenue. That explosive growth uh, adds up to 293%. But then in Q3 alone, just in Q3 alone, the company report recorded $15 million in revenue and is now on pace to exceed its $40 million year-end target. Uh, absolutely massive. A lot of agreements that have been signed. Uh, they're doing amazing things and they put out a corporate update on December 15th. That's what we're here to talk about. Johnson, welcome back. Hey, George, good to be with you. It's been too long. We should do this more often. Hey, we'd, we'd love to have you. We know how busy you are, but I can tell you the shareholders definitely want you on more. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into that groove. But the good news is you're not able to be here all the time because you're doing so well on the business side. Uh, congratulations on Q3. Uh, we weren't, we, I haven't, we haven't spoken since then. But, you know, before we get into our questions, how does it feel to report, to be recording in one quarter, $15 million in revenue? Well, com compared to what we did last year, it feels great, but uh, it it's it's not where we want to be, George. I think, like, I mean, the company's got a lot more potential. Shareholders have uh, come to understand that, so we're, we're we're looking for bigger and better things. Let's just say we're pleased with the quarter, but uh, we're looking for uh, fourth quarter and the first quarter of next year and beyond to be uh, much greater than that. So you're content, but never satisfied. That's right. It's a good way to put it. Yeah, and given the size, look, how big of a problem are you solving? You know, how big of an opportunity is this? And in terms of the size of the problem you're solving, how far how far are you along? Are you still in the first inning? Uh, um, yeah, most definitely. Like, I mean, uh, the, the, the revenue that you just described, George, was generated um, with about, I would say, between 25 to, um, to 30,000 small businesses that uh, we had joined our ecosystem in 2019 and uh, throughout 2020. Um, so uh, with just a couple of the deals that we announced um, this year, it's clear to see that we're just starting to, to, uh, to scratch the surface here, right? Uh, as you mentioned, there's over 110 million small and micro businesses in China, and we're only doing business with about 25 to 30,000 of them right now. So we're just getting started. You're talking about potentially a decade of growth uh, a decade of growth in front of you. So with that in mind, look, two, 2020 is almost over. You've had a number 
of big hits. I mean, I've been in the small cap space for 23 years. And if companies were able to put together in five years what you did in one year, they'd be really happy and they should be. Uh, you did in one year. What were, what for you, because it may not necessarily be the biggest headline, right? That's why I'm asking you. What for you are the happiest, the, the, the things that you're most happy to accomplish? Well, uh, a couple of things. Uh, the number one thing is uh, when we started out with the, uh, with the platform and the ecosystem uh, in the cities of Wuxi and Jiangying, we're uh, mainly servicing uh, what we call the, the higher end of the, the supply chain, right? So we started out working with uh, raw material um, suppliers and manufacturers. And those uh, typically what you'll see there are large, like, large amount in terms of transactions but few transactions, right? So these yeah. are transactions. Big dollar values, dollars. frequency. It, it, exactly, right? So um, those transactions, for you know, when you're uh, dealing with uh, raw materials, sometimes they require uh, uh, logistical services associated with those transactions, right? So you have uh, warehousing, transportation, and uh, the use of, uh, of software as well was very, very important. So that, that, that caused us to outsource a lot of services to a third party company. So, but our intention was always to work our way down the supply chain, meaning that we would start to work with distributors, with retailers, where you don't have like, you know, those costs associated, those would be more profitable transactions for us, right? So one of the things that we were able to accomplish in 2020 that we're very proud of is the fact that we are now working more and more with the distributors and the retailers. A couple of other things uh, worth mentioning is uh, the Gold River platform. The Gold River platform is something that uh, um, we, we, we spent uh, uh, quite a bit of um, money and energy developing a couple of years ago, but we, 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 put, we had to put that to the side for, um, for, for about a year, a couple of years, I would say. And now we kind of like revive Gold River and Gold River is actually helping us with the lower half, um, the upper half and the lower half, I should say, of uh, the, uh, the supply chain financing that we're offering. So uh, getting Gold River back into the picture, which allows us to reduce dramatically uh, or outsourcing expenses is also a, a very significant uh, um, accomplishment for us in 2020. The third so thing- you're, you're getting really granular, right? At the, at the bottom that? line, you're, you're starting- the bottom line is you're starting to get really granular. You're getting really down the supply chain, right? I mean, the, the deals you did with uh, the Italian retailer Grupo Coin, I mean, that was unbelievable. That network of social media influence, I didn't even know that business even existed, that business model. And now you yeah. guys are there. And obviously, you know, what you guys did with BDC, uh, unbelievable. They, so is the accomplishment, not necessarily those headlines, Johnson, but the fact that you're able to accomplish the goal of getting moving down the supply chain until you're really granular you're not just at the stores absolutely you're at you're at the influencers right now well that 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 that, that was always that was always the objective right when we started out working with the raw material suppliers and manufacturers it was always our intention to make our way down because that's where you get most of the small and micro businesses right so the 110 million small businesses that are in the country, they're, they're really at that, you know, as you describe it, at that granular level, right? That's what we wanted to get to. And the fact that we're able to get to that level in 2020 is a very significant ap uh, um, accomplishment for us and something that we're very, very proud. The last thing I want to say about, uh, uh, about that is the, uh, the people that joined our team in 2020. Uh, I've always said it, it takes great people to build great companies. Uh, we had some uh, very, very um, talented individuals 
uh, join our team in 2020. And uh, those people, just off the top of my head, we had one director uh, uh, that was added to the team, Michael Pesner. We had uh, a gentleman that you know very well, Sheldon Inwintash, that that uh, that was an advisor on the capital market side of things. And great, so on and so great forth. addition. Uh, very strategic. Very strategic as well. So uh, I've, I've leaned on Sheldon uh, on, on, on a number of occasions. And also in China, um, we brought in some key people, uh, people that used to work at the Central Bank of China, uh, people on the technology front, business development. So uh, we added some key people to the team in 2020. And that's also something that we're very proud of. You know, you could easily have people at home saying, ah, well, those are just empty platitudes. You have to you know, the winning quarterback always has to say, yeah, it's a team effort. But the fact of the matter is this, I don't know how much people appreciate this. And I think you're actually being a little humble is the fact that to get granular, to get down to the retailers, to the influencers, to the distributors, even though that was a goal and you said it was our goal to go from, you know, the highest levels and work our way down, man, I, I understand business. And that is one hell of a difficult job to accomplish. You don't get that done without having an, an army of people behind you who really know what they're doing uh, and, and actually get right. into those markets. Because competitors, even though they're the old school status quo competitors, they're not just going to let you take over that market just because you guys showed up. So that's a big coup that you guys, massive accomplishment. I'm still amazed and, by and, it. And, and what, as you, as you just mentioned, George, it takes, you know, talented people to get there, right? So, I mean, this is not something that, you know, I did on my own or, you know, our CEO in China. Like, we really put together a great group of people uh, that they have the connections, they have the expertise, and they share our common vision, and we're all working together towards uh, accomplishing those goals. And uh, um, that's something to be very, very proud of. So, we're, we're going to continue to build that team. Well, I tell you how inspirational it's been to me because the one common thread we share is that we're both platforms and connecting uh, big groups through a platform. And uh, I'm telling you, I look at what Peak's done and it's inspired me just you know, to get our group and actually I'm starting to look for people to get more granular, to, to do a better job of being, I, I think we do a good job, but I want to get to Peak FinTech, good job. you know. And so way to go, that, that's amazing. I, I'd be nice. remiss if I didn't ask you though, you know, uh, what are the, what are the things that you missed? Cause uh, you can't bat a thousand. So were the, some, what, what were some things that you want to accomplish that you just weren't able to get there? Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind really is uh, the expansion um, to other cities, right? To objectives at the beginning of the year, we mentioned that we wanted to open Jinshar service centers in about 20 cities. Uh, by the end of the year. And uh, fortunately, it looks like we're going to come. Uh, we are in about, uh, um, last count, we're in about 13 or 14 cities um, so far. And we're not going to, we're not going to reach our objective of being in 26 and 20, 20 cities uh, by the end of the year. So that's, that's the thing that we, we will have missed on uh, in 2020. But I, I have to say that because we're kind of like tweaking the Jinshar business model right now, uh, fortunately, it's it, it, it shouldn't have an impact on the company's revenue in 2020. And by the way, that's not a terrible miss. That's not a swing and a miss. Go sit on the bench because you struck out. You, a, you, you, got about, you got to about 70, 14 out of 20, 15 out of 20. So you got between 70 to 75% of the way there. So that, that's not bad. Well, that, thanks. Yeah, if that's a thanks miss, 
look, we got to quantify everything, right? We got to quantify everything. And if it was a big miss, we'd say, hey, you'd have to own up to it. You know, if you got to three out of 20, you have to really open up to own up to it. But 14 or 15 means you're you're batting 70, 75% there on your miss. So that's that's not bad. But make sure you do a better job, right? We're gonna hold you to it. (laughs) All right. We don't accept that kind of, that, that kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, no, I know, I know we we're, we're, we're slacking off. No, no, yeah, exactly. we'll, get, we'll get there. And, you know, look, speaking of slacking off, there's two weeks left in the year. Typically uh, at a time like this, we'd be saying, all right, great year. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. And uh, let's look forward to January. But you guys have been so active that, uh, you know, can shareholders should shareholders be looking for more, to take place next couple of weeks or or is this where we put a ribbon on the year say hey put a bow on it and say great year or is there more or is there more potentially coming well well one thing is like i mean shareholders can always look forward to christmas right like uh, you know it's, it's something to look forward to between now and the end of the year but uh, as you mentioned no we we're, we're going to continue work um we're working on a couple of deals right now we'll see what happens you know if if, if something happens uh worth uh, uh mentioning we will we will certainly mention it but uh, uh we've had a good year we're looking forward to finishing the year strong uh, i don't know if we're going to be able to to make a um, significant announcement between now and the end of the year but uh let's just see what happens nasdaq that was a big one uh, i think for most people the your intention to uplift to nasdaq i mean that's just a great piece of news all the way around i take that as you know, I take that, I read into that and say, all right, if you guys are, if you guys are planning to uplist to NASDAQ, you're seeing something that the rest of us aren't necessarily seeing yet. I mean, we see the numbers, so that seems pretty obvious, but you know, what, what are you guys seeing about the growth in the business that, that investors maybe aren't seeing just yet? And I'm not talking about specific deals. I'm talking about just, just how well it's going that you're already saying we're going to be ready for NASDAQ in, in, in 2021. Well, we, we looked at the requirements, obviously, like, I mean, uh, getting on NASDAQ, uh, George, uh, it, it's about exposure, right? It's about exposure to the U.S. market. It's about uh, uh, getting institutional investors to, you know, to be on their radar, first of all, for them to take a look at the company and uh, for them to take a position in the company. You know, it's, 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 it's much easier to do so um, when you're on the NASDAQ as opposed to the CSC. The CSC has been great for us. Don't get me wrong. Uh, great group of guys and stuff. Love working with them. Absolutely, like you know, they're first class. But the CSC is made for companies graduate, right? It's a junior exchange, and, and uh, you're expected to reach school, a certain right? level of maturity where you move. Yeah, right, exactly. Where you move to basically uh, the TSX, the big board, or and or the Nasdaq in the U.S. or the New York Stock Exchange. Well, we feel we're about there. Like I mean, when we look at the requirements um, to be listed on Nasdaq. We meet all of the requirements right now. Even, even the uh, this is something that uh, my CFO uh, made me realize just the other day. Uh, we were always looking at uh, the minimum stock price requirement, and he's like, "Wait a minute, Johnson. That that's 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 one option, but we also qualify under this. It's it's one or the other, right? So even if we don't get the stock price to um, the two dollars U.S. minimum price as we speak today." We actually meet all of the requirements, so we could submit our application today uh, and, and and qualify. Fairly, feel fairly confident that we would qualify for the Nasdaq. Now, um, I'm very happy with the progress that has been made on that front. 
um, to answer your question. Like, I mean, um, our lawyers have been preparing the disclosure documentation that we will need to, uh, right. to submit to whether it's the TSX or the Securities and Exchange Commission. So um, hopefully uh, we can get something by the end of the year where we're in a position to, um, to officially begin the process, the application process. Um, if not, then we'll do so in early January. That's fine. Look, I've taken a couple of it, it, companies it, it is. NASDAQ. So if you can move that fast, which wouldn't be a surprise, that would, that would, that would be great. Curious. Uh, we realize it's fast. Like, I mean, we're, we're always aggressive. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're out there, we're aggressive, we're confident and, but we've had discussions, uh, uh, and, sure. uh, um, well, discussions and evidence for us to believe that we will be able to make it. Uh, I'm sure you got smart capital markets guys around you. And Sheldon's probably guiding you there as well. You got some good people around you. So if they're telling you that, then, you know, who, who are we to debate that? By the way, just out of curiosity, uh, was there ever a consideration or will there ever be a consideration for a listing somewhere in Asia? Because the Asian markets are obviously very, very robust. And that's where you're doing a tremendous amount of business. Uh, do you, is that something that you guys ever contemplate or maybe might contemplate? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, uh, once the interesting thing about the NASDAQ, uh, George, is that um, once you meet the requirements for NASDAQ, usually that means that you will qualify for other um, similar exchanges, whether it's the TSX or Hong Kong, which we will be looking at uh, more than likely right after. Uh, hopefully, like I mean, everything works out with the NASDAQ. Uh, we will be taking a serious look at uh, listing in Hong Kong as well. Well, yeah, because I, I was wondering that, and uh, that that makes complete sense, right? That's uh, your customers there, the the bank, everyone's there, so that that makes a lot of sense. Um, Absolutely, yeah, great capital markets guys there as well. Next couple of quarters, last question on the business side: uh, Where are the greatest growth opportunities going to come from over the next uh, over the next six months? Because I don't want I don't want to tell you to look at it here, but over the next couple of quarters, what are you most excited about in terms of growth prospects? Okay. Uh, one thing uh, you touched on, you touched on it earlier, is that network of of social media influences, right? Uh, the the Grupo Coin deal that you know that Italian retailer that uh, is, is selling in China through the network of uh, social media influencers. We see that as being a a, a tremendous growth opportunity for us going forward. Um, those influences are changing how retail is done in China. And obviously China is a huge, huge market, right? 1.3 billion uh, consumers there. And, and companies around the world, the retailers around the world would love to have access to that market. Now, what we're doing with the group of coin uh, deal is we're kind of like testing the waters a little bit, right? So uh, if we are successful with the group of coin deal, then that will give us the evidence that we need to, 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 um, to get in touch and start talking to uh, Canadian, U.S. retailers, uh, European retailers, and say, hey, you know what? We have a model here. Uh, we can help you sell to China, and then work on, you know, work on deals with uh, with uh, large retailers and, and, and large or small retailers, and get product uh, to China. So that's the number one opportunity that we see. The second one is is huge. Uh, we've made no secrets that we're trying to get into a relationship with one of the large. Uh, e-commerce e marketplaces in China, whether that's uh, JD.com, Pinduoduo, or Tmall that belongs to Alibaba. For us, we're talking here, like, I mean, as I'm speaking to you today, George, right, we're talking about thousands of thousands of retailers, even the big distributor deals that we announced, right, with uh, BDC and BJM, 
we're talking thousands of, of, of clients, potential clients, right? get into a partnership with, you know, the large uh, e-commerce marketplaces, we're no longer talking thousands of businesses. We're talking millions of businesses. So to us, that's, that, that takes the company to another level entirely, right? So um, this is something that we plan on pursuing. And this is by far the greatest growth opportunity for the company going forward uh, a couple quarters. And, you know, there are a lot of companies that can identify growth opportunities, attach numbers to them and say, if we can just get 1% of that market, we can, we, we can grow outrageously fast. But the fact of the matter is what separates you from almost from 95% of other small cap companies is you've already proven that you can, you can focus in target on a market and then go capture a nice piece of it for yourselves and continue to grow it. So that the fact you're saying those two, that's exciting. That's really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But but at the same time, right? Like, I mean, th those growth opportunities, George, also carry some challenges, right? So one of the things um, that is going to be the most challenging for us over the next couple of quarters is managing that growth, right? So going from being able to service like, you know, uh, tens of thousands of small businesses to potentially like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of businesses, you have to be able to manage that growth as well, right? So we have so many opportunities. I, I, you know, I, I just mentioned the Grupo Coin or the uh, the uh, uh, the influencer network, right? So so that's a, a kind of like a, a, a business model in and of itself. And then yep. you have working potentially with large e-commerce uh, marketplaces. So we're going to have to be careful in the way we manage the growth of the company. The opportunities are there. And that's why it takes good people, right? So uh, when I mentioned before that I was, I, was, I was proud of the people that were attracted to the company, that plays into it as well, right? So every time we go into a business segment, everything is always surrounded, obviously, around the, the lending hub, right? The Cuba lending. But every time we go into a segment, we make sure that we have a partner, that we bring in somebody that has expertise, that has experience in that space, right? Whether it's retail, online retail, for example, online retail, when we made the deal with, uh, with uh, BDC, right? So we made the deal with BDC. We also, uh, um, we also brought in the owner of BDC, right? So uh, Mr. Zhao, which, which owns the company, he is now of the management team in China, of Peaks, uh, a management team in China to help us manage that whole expansion, expansion, right? So everything that we do, we're very strategic. We don't just look at an opportunity, but we have to, we make sure that we have the people to help us manage uh, that opportunity, right? So uh, that's going to be very important. That's, that's a challenge for us, okay? Uh, when I say managing that growth, the, you need to have the right people to help you manage that growth. That's going to be a challenge for us because we have to continue to recruit the right people in the company. Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. That's a challenge. It's, it's a good challenge to have. But again, I don't think that's uh, Johnson being magnanimous and saying, oh, uh, you know, that it truly is a challenge. There are companies that if, if the business keeps flowing yeah. in and you don't have the people to manage it, then that can actually hurt your business at the end of the day and start causing, you know, disappointment right. issues and, and reputational issues. So, Look, it's a big one, but clearly you've brought on some people in China or in that marketplace that are that are big names, right? And that I the the inference I have to draw from that is that it's not just 
peak fintech that's excited about what it's doing in China, but it's actual people on the ground who uh, who are there. Um, is it fair to say that they equally look at you? It's not just you saying you're a disruptor, but they look at uh, your lending platform as being truly disruptive so much so that they want to be a part of it. That's absolutely right, George. I mean, if, 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 if those people didn't see and share our vision, we would not have had the success we've had so far. Um, the people that are joining uh, the lending hub uh, ecosystem that we're building over there, uh, they look at the technology, they look at what we're doing, and they also look at, you know, each time we bring in somebody, right? It's easier to bring somebody else because they're like, oh, okay, this is where this guy fits into the puzzle. And I see what he's bringing. If I come in, then this is what I bring to, to the team. This is what I bring to the ecosystem. So we basically sell a vision to, um, to the partners and the people that we do business with. And if we didn't get buy-in to that vision, we would not have been able to grow, um, certainly not as rapidly as we have been growing. So you make a very important point. It's it, 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 it's key for us. So the people are buying into what we're doing. So last last topic. It's um, you you've said two things here that are key to our last topic. You've talked about managing growth and you've talked about influencers. So there's two sides of the peak fintech company, which is the business, but there's also the capital market side. And one the growth that you've had is not only in your share price appreciation, which has been fantastic but it's also been in the amount of attention you're getting from shareholders. And in fact, you're almost inundated with that right now in terms of, can you respond to everybody? Uh, you know, it was a lot easier 12 months ago to respond by email and text. You had a little more time on your right. table, uh, on your plate, but look, as shareholders, we all, we all want you optimizing your highest and best use. Uh, but at the same time, the other side of that is, you are the you are the biggest influencer when it comes to peak fintech at the end of the day. For example, the last interview we did was very well received. People just love the quality of the conversation, the free flow, how you were really opening up. You weren't reading off a script or something like that. So they want they want more of you. Um, so what we want what I want now today, what we want to talk about, and what I'd like you to talk about is the fact that even you've got to move your communications to a platform. And in this case, it's Agoracom. And what we want is all shareholders who are used to emailing you and texting you to understand that JJ loves you guys, loves the fact you're shareholders, but his number one priority is to grow the business. So what, you know, what, will, what will you be able to do as far as if you can move all the conversation onto Agoracom, what will, you, what will be your engagement there? What are you looking forward to and how you'll be communicating with people on, on, on your verified form? Well, certainly, uh, George, I, I, I really like the fact that, you know, you, you, you brought this opportunity to us and, and, and you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, um, some of our shareholders uh, that have been with the company for, um, for a number of years know how uh, available I've been in the past, how accessible I've been in the past. Uh, a lot of them have my, my mobile number, you know, uh, they, yeah. they, 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 they call me from time to time and, it, and it's good, but you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, the company has reached a level right now where it's just not feasible uh, for me to have that same one-on-one -on -one, um, communication, unfortunately, with, uh, with the shareholders. Uh, so having a platform like Agoracom where we can direct um, people to, to go there and uh, yes, I'm going to have an account on Agoracom uh, where I'm going to be answering um, questions from people, but 
that's going that's going to benefit all shareholders, right? Because sometimes somebody's got a question and they're asking it just on their own, but a lot of other shareholders have a, the same question, right? So by having a platform like Agoracom where um, people can post and either myself or Kathy Hume or somebody else uh, from the company is able to, to provide uh, real good, clear answers and you know eliminate speculation because uh, my understanding is that there's a lot of speculation out there about the company, about myself and about a number of things on all these different these different uh, uh, social media platforms, right? And, and you can't control what people are saying, right? But if we gonna, if we have a platform like a like a Goracom where you know we cut down on the speculation, you have a question, you want real answers, you don't want just some guy like you know just hey you know this is a rumor or whatever like you know he's people making stuff up and stuff like that, you know just having something where it's been verified, it's legitimate. This is myself, this is Kathy Hume, this is somebody internal to the company that you're asking questions to and getting real answers as opposed to just speculation and rumors uh, to us, that's gonna be a big, big value add. So yes, uh, getting the relationship uh, launched with Agoracom. Uh, and, and, and in fact, uh, um, I think we're gonna put out a press release uh, fairly soon just to let people know now that uh, this is a platform that they can go to um, poster questions or whatever comments and then uh, I will answer or, you know, Kathy or somebody else right. will answer. Getting get the information straight from the horse's mouth, right? Straight. Right, exactly. Rather than innuendo, because there's so many different platforms. And by the way, we love Correct. all the platforms. There's, there's Discord, there's all, there's all sorts of them out there. There's Twitter. But the fact of the matter is, uh, at the end of the day, shareholders want some good information. But more importantly, they want, they want to hear from the real influencers. So instead of the influencer being Bob 555 or Mary 777 on Twitter, you know, it's going to be Johnson. It's going to be Kathy. It's going to be somebody from, from the company. So for everyone that's watching, you know, you might as well get registered to Gorecom. It's free. It's easy. You can use your Facebook account. You can manually register, but start posting questions, start getting involved in the conversation. Then every once in a while, you know, listen, Johnson still got to run the company. But every once in a while, you know, a couple of times a week, he'll be popping in, having some conversation with people, answering some questions uh, because he is the ultimate influencer. And that one to many kind of platform, which is exactly what the lending hub does in China, right? That's exactly it. It's no more one to one. It's one to many. Well, that's the same thing on Agoracom. Now you post a question and Johnson answers it or Kathy answers somebody else. Everybody sees the question. Everybody sees the answer. At the exact same at the exact same time, so it's better for you, and as shareholders, it's better for all of us that Johnson is focusing one no ninety eight percent of his time on growing and running this great business. So, Johnson, thanks for thanks for telling everybody that we can't wait to to you know make you an influencer on a on a regular basis on Agoracom. All right, thanks, George. Really, really nice being with you, and I, I really meant it when I said it uh, earlier. I, we should do this more often because I really enjoy our conversation. Thanks. You can bet on it. We we will, and we're making that commitment to everyone's watching right now. Definitely, we'll definitely be doing more of these. In the meantime, for everyone that's been watching or listening at home via podcast, uh, you might be on Spotify, Google, Apple, or one of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, to Johnson Joseph, CEO, Peak FinTech Group, PKK on the CAC, CSE, PKKFF on the OTCQX. But you heard it here. It sounds like that might not be around for too much longer uh, if the NASDAQ listing has anything to, to do with that. Do your due diligence. For those of you new to the story, and we know this can be a lot of you because we see it every single day, 
Uh, two ways to do your due diligence. Get to Agoracom, go to the hub, look at the profile page. We've neatly laid it out there for you to understand, get a really good layman understanding, 30,000 foot uh, view of the company, but then also go over to the company's website as well and do due diligence. And hopefully you've discovered today as your next great small cap company. Thanks for joining us. Have an amazing day. Talk to you next time.